It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Michael Jackson delivers one of the great Super Bowl halftime performances of all time. You're listening to SCNZ on Super Bowl Monday. Morning to you around the country. Louis Herman Watt here filling in for Ian Smith as he's preparing, doing his study, doing his form for the second test between the Black Caps and South Africa tomorrow from Seddon Park. So, test cricket this week on SCNZ. Super Bowl this week on SCNZ. How good is it? Kiwi for sport. We said that. We are that. Right. We've got a big show through to 11 before we handball off to the great Jared Waitley and his amazing cool team and featuring Ben Graham there in Las Vegas. Uh, we're here today with Burger Fuel's Iron Rebel, who is here, which is here for a limited time. Now, this is the sort of burger that you want to get your, your chumps around for a Super Bowl Monday and I'll tell you a little bit about it later on, but um, our Super Bowl 58 coverage is brought to you by Burger Fuel's Iron Rebel. Don't stay on the bench. Tackle this limited time burger now. I may or may not have got my chompers around one this weekend and can actually report back on it. So that's what we're doing. We're going to talk plenty about the Super Bowl throughout the morning. Uh, we'll catch up with Ben Strang, who's a regular on this show. He loves his cricket. Turns out he's actually also a sicko 49ers fan. Double eight, double three. Are there any 49ers fans or Kansas City Chiefs fans out there? On Friday, we were talking about American sport, and I was shocked to learn that there was probably about 70, 30 people that liked American sport and listened to uh, SENZ. Well, are there any specific 49ers fans or Kansas City Chiefs fans? That's what I'd like to do. Double eight, double three. Come on through and let us know. Mark Hinton's going to talk a little bit of NBA, NFL, uh, sorry, NBA uh, MBL with us. We talk a bit of breakers. We'll talk a little bit of um, uh, a World Cup qualifying for the Tall Ferns as well. Um, we'll talk a little bit of everything with Mark Hinton basketball-wise. Uh, he would have been keeping an eye on the NBA trade deadline, which was pretty uneventful. Um, and we're going to talk to Glenn Phillips in just a second. We're just about to get Glenn Phillips up for a yarn. 
and chat to him ahead of tomorrow's test at Seddon Park. But Greg has come through on double eight double three straight away into the show. Yes, let's let's get this done. As he's hard on the tools, Braden, getting Glenn Phillips up so he can't take his time to gloat too much. He scored. Yes, he did. Hoyland, is that his name? The United player. He scored he scored a goal. And that meant that when Campionessa ran second, as she always was going to, and the Wellington Phoenix won on Saturday night, as they were always going to. Here we are. We've got a multi. Christina takes home about 550 bucks or whatever it was. Christina, good on you. Greg, good on you. He said, Braden, he scored. They won. Sorry to doubt you, but that was great banter. And Christina gets 500 bucks. So good. Exactly, Greg. So good. So there you have it. Uh, fantastic. And we'll get you the audio a little bit later of the three legs, and we'll actually replay that. But moral of the story is Christina's 500 bucks richer today because we jagged a multi, and that doesn't happen every other week. Um, let's rip in. Let's just get going at six minutes past nine because we've got a very important person waiting for us on the line. It's Glenn Phillips. He's got work to do later on today, no doubt, preparing for a, uh, a big test against South Africa starting tomorrow at Seddon Park. Morning, Glenn. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. Yourself? Yeah, chipper. On a Friday, we've got the Super Bowl later on. I don't, are you into your American sports at all? Or you just you just have don't have enough time for uh, anything other than cricket these days. Um, not as much as I probably should be. I think I probably need a bit more of a part-time hobby with the with the American sports side of things. But uh, I do remember watching a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and that's probably about the extent of my knowledge of it. Okay, right. Well, who knows? Maybe you you get your goggles around one today. Get a little bit of it today. Although you'd be busy um, because. It's kind of bang middle of cricket season for us. We had to wait till February, and we've got Test cricket now, and it's just starting to ramp up. So it's a pretty serious point of the year for you, isn't it? Yeah, obviously we've got a lot of um, series coming up. Obviously with T20s coming up straight after the Test series, so um, we're going to be having a move from format to format pretty quickly. But it's really nice to have some good weather showing around for the Test that we've had coming up at the moment, and um, obviously a really good one that mounts the. A nice win for the boys and, and a cheeky day off as well. So um, hopefully we can present some entertainment for the crowd down here too. Yeah, I'm sure that day off was um, much warranted and, and really needed because, especially for someone like yourself, I was saying it a couple of weeks ago, I think you're pretty pretty much like one of the real features across the three sides, the three formats now, Glenn, which is a testament to how hard you've had to work over the last few years. But it, it means that you're pretty busy year-round, doesn't it? Yeah, we don't get too much time off at the moment. Um, obviously, New Zealand cricket's been really good around resting players and making sure that we're all up to scratch from a mental health perspective as well. So um, with obviously three formats to play, it definitely makes things a little bit tougher and you've got to juggle it around a little bit more. But, um, you know, we definitely enjoy it and, and having opportunities to play for your country in all three formats is sort of the dream. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But, yeah, as we say, we're just trying to mix and match things and, and keep everybody's spirits nice and high. I guess the other dynamic is you're playing three formats very consistently. I, I think it's probably going to be quite hard to get you out of the team these days. But you're also working on both your skills. Well, if you want to put fielding in, which you're elite at as well. I mean, your batting has come of age. You, you seem to be scoring runs more often than not when you go out there. But obviously you're working really hard on your bowling. So there's another workload and dynamic there is I could tell you were really keen in that first test against South Africa to be putting it on the right mark and making sure that next time you go out there you will get the ball tossed to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think bowling's probably my main passion when it comes to cricket. So um, for, for me, probably a training, there's always an opportunity to bowl and 
you only get so much time in the nets and um, at the end of the day, if I can put as many time as many hours as possible into my bowling, then I'm going to be able to improve a little bit quicker, and then Timmy can use me as a as an option more and more often. And obviously, it's a, a thing that takes time, and it's something that I'm still relatively new at on the in the grand scheme of things. But um, with the the enjoyment factor, obviously, it it makes it so much easier to work hard on something that you enjoy. And for me, as I said, it's my passion. So um, to be able to come into a side and offer overs with the ball, it, it definitely makes you a little bit more selectable as well. It makes you a bit more round, well-rounded player. And um, if I can offer things to the side in both, both halves of the game, then ideally that's, um, that's where I want to be. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's paying you back because it is probably helping you be selected and, and it certainly has been. When did it kind of occur to you that it was your main passion? Obviously, everyone knows and will remember you as a keeper as well, um, not too long ago, but... It, like, you clearly have a real zest for, for spin bowling. When did that happen? Oh, I've always had it, um, ever since I was young. But unfortunately, when you're younger, there's not too many people that can catch the ball with the gloves. And often, the ones who can <laughs> get struck the gloves more often. And I've been trying to get out of it for years. So, um, finally, <laughs> people started listening a couple of years ago. And, you know, when you sort of stamp your foot down and say, no, I want to bowl, um, New Zealand Cricket were actually the first organisation to listen to that properly and, and says to me, you know, if you don't want to be selected as a keeper, that's fine and we'll wait for you to be good enough to be selected in other areas. So obviously having that keeping side of things just in the in the back of my belt does mean that if the team ever needs me to do it, I can. Um, not that it's ever, hopefully, not needed, but, um, <laughs> you know, every time I put Careful. the clothes back on, don't, my bowl takes Don't sign yourself up for something you're not willing to do here. No, exactly. We've got three other keepers that are ahead of me. It's fantastic. I love it. Hopefully that just means I can stay in the bowling department and uh, keep working away at my little all-rounder role. Okay. Well, yeah, you've, you, that's quite funny, actually. You've, you've, you don't go back on your, your wishes here, Glenn. Um, yeah, it, the, the all-rounder role, I mean, like it's it's um, a delicate position in any team, isn't it? Because you try not to spill too much into one side of it. It's hard to work on both, I'm sure. You love bowling. The batting side of things, you're comfortable where you're batting at the moment uh, just under Tom Blundell there, or can you see yourself ideally heading up through the order, or are you really just happy where you are? Hey, look, it's obviously an opportunity-based um, sport, and I guess that's really the opportunity for, for me and, and obviously Satner as well at the moment um, is coming through. So I guess for us it's just about biding our time, enjoying the, the role that we've been given, do our best for the team and, and keep having that team first mentality. And I guess if the opportunity ever comes to, to bat higher up, I, I definitely would relish the challenge of it. Um, obviously, domestically, I bat a lot higher up. and it, It's really cool to be able to move around in different spots and for the coaching staff to be able to have the faith in me to be able to bat in different spots and different situations. So um, I'm, I'm really happy with any opportunity I'm given, to be honest. The playing for your country, wherever, is, is always a a pleasure and you just sort of do whatever the team needs at the time. I think it's actually going to be interesting tomorrow um, what we do here because obviously Daryl's out and I, I know there's some suspicion in the media circles that maybe Willow Rourke, this isn't this isn't really for you to comment on Glenn, but Willow Rourke might get a run and be interesting to know what, what happens and how that team shakes down and whether you do have a, a little different a different spot in the, the order um, well, we'll see that tomorrow when Tim announces who exactly is playing. Uh, second game, second test against South Africa, though. Obviously, it's one that you want to make an impact on. You only got to bat the once, but and it was at, you were kind of at a position where you could push the scoring through a little bit. You nearly striked 100. So how did it feel at the bay? And you'll be itching to go again and hopefully get two cracks at them uh, in both innings at, 
uh, Seaton Park. Yeah, obviously, um, the can eradicated incredibly well that first innings last game and set us up for um, a really good win. And to be able to come in and, I guess, um, force the issue a little more and, and try and put a little bit of pressure on significant bowlers. Um, once they'd been out in the field for a long time, was uh, obviously a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, as, as things go, sometimes you're not going to get a crack open. And that, that's also cool. So um, I guess for, for this game, it goes back to square one, just trying to stick to my process as much as possible. And, um, understanding that it's going to be a new pitch, it will play fairly differently, I'm assuming, and um, I guess whatever team we go with going forward, then trying to adapt with the, the team that we've got, guys playing for each other, working hard, and um, and then we'll, we'll ideally try and put our, our best forward as, as always. And, you know, if we get two cracks in it, we get two cracks in it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be wherever the team is. Bizarrely, you were in that... SCG test a couple of years ago so you have played Australia haven't you in test cricket I was just thinking I mean how much of a, a carrot is that it's kind of the pinnacle in many ways for New Zealand cricketers to get a test series against Australia and I was just kind of thinking oh this must be on your horizon or something you've been looking forward to for a very long time it was a wee while between drinks and you actually scored runs in that test going back and having looked now you made a, a half century before Pat got you so I mean another crack at them, it must be um, there must be a kind of a real vigor in the group knowing that yes we've got a test to get through tomorrow and I'm not going to try to trick you into saying that you don't care about that at every test one at a time but Aussie on our shores it must be pretty special. Yeah, every time Aussie come and play our test series at home, there's there's always um, a big wrap around it and obviously they've got incredible bowlers and, and world class batters so the the challenge is going to be immense um, and as you say obviously trying to go one step at a time to take the first test um, against South Africa tomorrow as it comes and hopefully it's a good stepping stone for us to prep, to prepare for, for the Aussie series. Um, obviously they're going to come out firing. The conditions are very very similar, well, obviously maybe a little bit more bounce than Aussie which, which maybe suits their bowlers a bit more but for, <laughs> for us here with a little bit more nibble and a little bit more swing that might uh, even things out quite nicely and um, you know, obviously, when you've got home advantage as well, that definitely definitely posts things up quite a lot. And I definitely know the crowd has got around it. Um, I've seen that the tickets already sold out and, um, at the basin for for those games. Um, so we're, we're really excited and looking forward to that series. Um, take one step at a time and just do our processes for the game that we've got coming up first. Yeah, I think Hagley's nearly sold out as well for the first few days, so it's going to be it'll be scenes around um, New Zealand because we just love it. We love it so much. It's so intense when they turn up. Do you have any inkling of what sort of pitch you might be in for at Seaton Park, just off the cricket you've played there this year and um, what, what you know about the joint? Is it, it should be a pretty good test wicket. I would have thought a bit of bounce and hopefully offer something for the spinners later on. Yeah, test wicket at Seaton Park is always a good one to watch. Um, there's always good bounce here, good pace in the wicket, so... Um, I'm not sure what we're going to get for, for this next game, but I know that we've got a, a whole bunch of good weather around, and I think that should make for a really interesting, really interesting test going forward. And hopefully, um, hopefully it goes the distance for, for everyone who's bought tickets on the day, and I think it's going to be a really good pitch. Glenn, great to chat, mate. Um, you're an interesting character, and I'll tell you what, people love watching you because you're a million miles an hour out there, and it, it adds a different dynamic, and I enjoyed your fielding position down on your knees at the bay as well. It was something a little bit different. Um, go well, and we'll um, we'll catch up again before the summer's done, no doubt. Awesome. Thanks, Eve. Have a good one. There you go. Glenn Phillips, he's a, he's a champion, and... Um, 
You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said he'd be pretty close to undroppable, wouldn't he? He'd be across the three formats. Interesting to see what they do tomorrow because there's a suspicion that Will O'Rourke's going to play, which makes sense. You know, we don't want to put the cart in front of the horse and say we're going to beat South Africa comfortably again, do we? But saying that, you kind of want to find out with a 23-year-old 198-centimetre um, pace bowler who offers something a little bit different like Will O'Rourke, it's a pretty good time to roll the dice with them. So, look, with Daryl Mitchell coming out, they kind of have a deep betting or middle order regardless at the moment with the likes of Glenn Phillips and Mitch Santner in there. Do they just essentially say, okay, well, Daryl Mitchell comes out, we'll just replace it with Will O'Rourke? Or would they rest Kyle Jamieson? and put Willow Rook in. But if that is the case, then I think there is a chance that uh, Glenn might bat a little bit higher, which is probably, you heard in his voice, something that he wants to do. I think there's a little bit of surprise that he's batting beneath Tom uh, Blundell there at seven, but, I mean, Tom Blundell's, this is probably more about him. He's just proven time and time again that he can have the gloves and bat at six and produce, you know, lots of runs. So uh, biding their time is something they've got to do. Glenn Phillips, he's been in our lives for a long time. He's only 27, such an interesting cat, though. You know, like, it, his passion is bowling, and, and that's what it is. So, um, yeah, interesting. He, he's he's a, a million miles an hour kind of character, as you can tell when you listen to the commentary and when you, you hear the commentators describe him. And, and when you see him out there, he's, he's bustling around, hustling around. But I think deep down, he is a very considered and a very driven individual who knows exactly what he wants. I remember we spoke to him a couple of years ago and when Baz was doing the show, and he said, how many push-ups have you done today Glenn and it might have even been in COVID times and he was in a hotel in Dubai or something and he'd done 900 push-ups or he says he does like 300 in the morning 200 and then 300 more or something like that it's like excuse me this chest is like the size of David Warner's bat like it just is massive like he was just and it was because he he's just you know he wants to keep active to keep the mind fresh, but also he was so driven, like he was in his hotel and trying to do everything to get in the peak physical condition to be able to give himself the best chance to be selected. And it's kind of no surprise to me when you hear him speak why he has been able to propel himself through the ranks. Really interesting, though, about how people get pigeonholed. Like, he was just a good keeper, so he kept getting thrown the gloves, and he really had to put his foot down and say, no, I don't want to be a wicket keeper anymore. <laughs> I don't know if his future's in spin bowling like permanently. I wouldn't doubt him because he seems to have got, you know, that progression knack where whatever he puts his mind to, he seems to be able to do it. But, uh, you know, he's got work to do, obviously. We're not pretending he doesn't. So, I don't know. It, he doesn't He doesn't look like an out-and-out obvious spin option all the time. But as, a, as an all-rounder and someone that can offer a few overs with the ball here and there, and then, I mean, his batting production's really where he, he's... His production with the bat is really what probably is going to get him picked time and time again um, across all the formats because I think he's got he's going to be one of those guys that's in the newish era of Test cricket, newish, not the baseball era, like just a bit more of an aggressive up tempo style of Test cricket. He's the exact sort of player that can kind of push the case, move the game forward, bat sort of at kind of strike at kind of sixty five seventy do so without putting too much pressure reasonably on himself. And um, down in that kind of middle order, lower middle order, is a massive asset for us at the moment. I think he will have a big part to play in the Australian series coming up. That is Glenn Phillips. Mark says, Morning, Louis. Do not forget the Great Buffalo River. 
Mark, I actually thought about you yesterday because I saw a replay of that race. What a belting run was that? It's huge. Good on you. Hope you, you were on top four of a place, so you were happy as. Um, hi, Louis. How can anyone watch something as batshit boring as the NFL is beyond me? Have a good day anyway. Ron, the text line's there for you to use. It's your take on it. Personally, I love the sport. I think it's great. It is slow. Super Bowl halftime show. Who's doing it today? Usher. That goes on for a very long time. It, sometimes it does drag on. I know what you mean. But uh, the spectacle of it, I am right into, Ron. And I'm sure other people are as well. Our Super Bowl coverage here at SENZ from 11 o'clock, brought to you by Burgerfield's Iron Rebel, SENZ Super Bowl 58 coverage. Don't stay on the bench. Tackle this limited-time burger now. I had one over the weekend. You know when you get, like, um, uh, you get burger meat or, like, they, they say that it's going to be, like, a real meaty burger and then it's just kind of the meat doesn't quite cut it and it's kind of, like, clearly... You know, it's a bit processed and it's not... This was like felt like it had come out of a barbecue joint. It was unbelievable. I don't really know how they did it. i got to say, I was extremely pleasantly surprised. Well done, Burgerfield. So, with that in mind, how about we just sign them up for a voucher or something? Should we run a sweepstake, Brian? Brian, you're in charge. Are we allowed to do this? Can we get rogue with it? Can we just get rogue with it? I mean, Burgerfield, they're so generous. I can only assume they're going to be happy to help our punters. Yeah, I like the sound of that. That sounds good. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll have some floating around there. We've got our salespeople working on it right now, but they're Should we dangerous. write a check that Burger Fuel, we know Burger Fuel will cash? How about we do that? Let's. Love it. Love it. So what? A sweepstake? Yeah, so what? Closest? Result? Super Bowl 58 winner? Score? MVP? Oh, yeah. 0800-150-811, call now, and we'll have you, we'll get you something from Burgerfield, maybe a voucher. We might be able to somehow get you a Burgerfield Iron Rebel Burger. How about that? We'll just write a check. Let, how about we do that? Let's do it. I don't know exactly what the prize is, but we'll have something for you, something Burgerfield related, I reckon, because they're good sorts of Burgerfield. I reckon they'll help us out. 0800-150-811, let's run a Super Bowl 58 sweepstake. Decided. Done. Rubber stamped. Stickered. Let's do it. Okay. I want the winner... Yes, I want the score. Yes, and I want the MVP. 0800-150-811. Give me a call. Let's talk some Super Bowl. I can talk cricket. I can talk football, anything else. But just give me a call. That's the priority. 25 minutes past nine. Please welcome the composer of Sir Duke and a musical legend in his own right, the one and only Stevie Wonder. Music is the world Stevie Wonder Super Bowl. I reckon what, like 2005-ish, I think, something in that kind of realm. I'm not sure how far, how long ago that was. Maybe it's way... 99, 99. There you go, Sir Well, that's one of the great things about the Super Bowl, is the entertainment value. You know, it's the whole package, isn't it? Kind of gets the whole family involved. I've got people on the line. I'm going to get to Kyle in just a second. Wait there, Kyle. But we do have news through. Breaking news. Developing stories. Uh, Don't you love it when a plan comes off or when you put the acid on the suits and they come through? We have got word that Burger Fuel, yes, Burger Fuel, have come to the party and we've got vouchers to give away. 
Come on! Burger Fuel's Iron Rebel is here for a limited time, and it seems like we've got Burger Fuel in a very good mood today. I've got vouchers for a sweepstake. Yes, write the check. Burger Fuel cashes it. Thank you. What I need is you to pick up the phone, 0800 150 811, to get into the sweepstake. Give me a call. All you have to do is pick a scoreline, pick the winner, and tell me who you think the MVP is going to be. And if you don't know anything about it, but you still want to put yourself in the draw for Burger Fuel, there's the thing called Google, and you just put Super Bowl 58 into Google and just find a tip sheet and then just parrot it back to me. I don't care. Just get yourself in the draw because I tell you what, you don't want to miss out on one of these Iron Rebel burgers. They are delicious. Kyle is in Wellington. He's clearly into his American football. Tell me about it, Kyle. What's going to happen? Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go the Chiefs by three, but I think the 49ers might get a, a fast start and get ahead and then the Chiefs will chase him down and Mahomes will uh, get MVP. Okay, so, okay, very good. All right, Kyle and Wellington, I'm putting this down. Kyle Wellington, what's your scoreline? Uh, 27-24. I did hear a uh, show, an American show, that most of the experts picked the score to be 27-24, so that's the reason I'm doing that as well. <laughs> wow, giving yeah, everyone else the secret sauce. And, and you had the Chiefs to eventually win, was it? Yeah, yeah, Chiefs 27-24 and Mahomes MVP. That is such a rock-solid pick. I really, <laughs> I really can't. Yeah, I think we're going to be a few others picking Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a, I've got a same game multi at the TAB that I've put on, and I'm going to tip out a little bit later. Um, and I can, I can understand where you're going there. Do you watch a bit of NFL through the season, Kyle, or are you really just get into the Super Bowl? Um, oh, not, not a lot. Um, if it's on on when I'm home, I will. But um, I just follow most sports really. But yeah, the Super Bowl is something I sort of get into a bit more because it's such a big event. <laughs> this is this is where we're going to go wrong. <laughs> Kyle, since you've been on the line, Maury has texted 27-24 Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes MVP. So you and um, <laughs> you and you and Maury might be sharing a burger. Now, nah, absolutely. If you guys nail that not on the nose, Burger Fuel will sort you out. Thanks for the call, mate. No worries, mate. Thank you. Uh, my friend Scott from Wellington's given us a bow. Scott, before I get your Super Bowl prediction, how about them Knicks? How good was that, Louie? And the, better, the best thing about the whole thing is not just the win, that uh, only one of the other top seven teams won as well. Okay, I missed this. I've I got to be honest, I didn't see any other A-League apart from the Phoenix game. So what's happened here? We've, we've managed to get a little bit of a gap, like a double swing. Yep, yep. So now we've got a five-point lead because uh, uh, Central Coast lost, Mountain Victory lost. Um, who else lost in there? Uh, City lost. Um, yeah, Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne City, City lost. Oh, and uh, West Sydney as well. The Wanderers. Yeah, West so, the Wanderers drew. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, they drew. So um, everything basically went our way, and yeah, now we've got a five-point lead over uh, both um, Central Coast and, and Melbourne Victory. So it was a great weekend. Go. Get up, MacArthur. Get up, Sydney. Let's <laughs> get Hackett's this. Um, that's fantastic. Well, the, the, the thing is, we, we've got MacArthur this weekend as well, so if we can beat them, that means we push them further back as well. Ah, oh, uh, just everything. The arrow is pointing up for the Knicks. Although, Scott, I've got to get your take on this. Um, what I saw Giancarlo Italiano at his press conference. I don't know if you've seen this, 
But he essentially, he was asked about whether, you know, he thinks that they should be getting more attention from the general public. And he kind of said, well, New Zealand's not a football country. Like, let's just, with all due respect, let's just get this right. Let's just get that right. And I thought, ooh, it's a brave thing to say. Um, I'm sure some of his fan base didn't appreciate that. But, I mean, I understand what he's saying. Do you think that the Phoenix are at the point now where they should be getting more mainstream attention? Oh, I think they should. Because, I mean, like with any sport, it's, if you're winning, you, you draw the attention in and you draw the fans in. So, I mean, the key for them is to just keep on winning. And, you know, you, you get everyone will suddenly jump on the bandwagon and, um, you know, the... Then the other news outlets, not you guys, because you guys do um, you guys do talk about them quite a bit and, and obviously bring them on uh, for interviews and that, but um, all the others tend to jump on well as well then when they're actually doing well. So, and I mean, trying to get Australians to jump on, on side is, is always hard, no matter what, at the end of the day. Yeah, look, I, I make no apology about it. I have been far more invested this year and done way more Phoenix coverage than I ever have in my career simply because the team is winning. And that's just the, the that is just the economy of it. So, and I think Chiefy kind of alluded to that, and he understands, and he says we got to keep, we got to earn the right. You know, we got to keep winning to bring the fans in. Um, anyway, Scott, I thought of you straight away when I when I saw that result. Now, tell me, um, NFL, do you want to make a prediction here? I, I well, I'm not a big uh, NFL fan, but um, I think I've said to you before, my uh, my neighbour's a big 49ers fan, so I'm going to jump on them for him. Okay, give me a scoreline. Uh, 24-21. 24-21 49ers. Now, do you know a single 49ers player's name to give me an MVP, or do I have to throw some names at you? Am I right with Purden as the quarterback? Yeah, Mark Purden. No, it's Brock Purdy, yep. but it's pretty close. That, Purdy, that'll Purdy, play. Yep. <laughs> that'll, that'll play, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Do you know what? Mark Burden's done some pretty amazing things in his career, but if he if he somehow quarterbacked the 49ers to it, that might take the cake. Uh, Scott, well, you're in the books. Thanks for the call, mate. Thanks, Louie. Have a great day, mate. You too. There you go. Scott Wellington. So, Kyle and Wellington. What is it about Wellington? They're into their football. There's no one else watching this. 0800-150-811. Do I have to spell this out to you? Two people have called... I've just written a check that Burgerfield's had to, to cash for I don't know how many vouchers. You just have to call up and give me a selection. It's as simple as that. There's two teams in this in this final. That's usually how it works. So there's the 49ers of the Chiefs. There's a certain amount of points that can be scored. I can see waiting patiently in the corner. Braden's like itching for me to ask him after he, he reckons he's the, the tipping genius after getting one bet. So if if you don't call, I'm going to have to ask Braden, and we're going to have to hear him give his thoughts. Although he'll probably nail it. And give me your, your um, give me your MVP. Look, here's one. Here's one. We've got a couple steaming in now. My pick for Super Bowl, Louis, match to go to overtime than the 49ers to win. Purdy MVP from Rick. Okay, Rick. Okay, Rick. Overtime. I like it. Somebody's having an opinion. Do you know what I like, Rick? I like it when somebody has an opinion. 49ers 27-23. Brock Purdy, Mike and Dunedin. We've got some Brock Purdy fans. Some Mark Purden fans in the house. Pete's in Whangarei. Pete, who are you tipping? Uh, 49ers, my connection to them goes back to the Joe Montana days. Uh, To be fair, I don't have a lot of time to follow it anymore. But, um, yeah, that's the only reason I'm going to back them. 
Um, okay. I don't know too many of their players. I'll, I'll go for um, I'll, I'll go for a slightly lower score. I'll go for nineteen fifteen. Um, and I'm actually I don't know his name, but I'm going to go for the running back as the MVP. McCaffrey, yeah, yeah, and he's the, probably their best best player to be honest, Pete. So I, I like that. That's yeah. smart. And yeah, so you've got the uh, the I old Mon- Montana lifeblood running through you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the Ricky Allison days, you know, I mean, that was where I mean, I think Joe Montana was a standout along with old Jerry Rice and uh, Terrell Owens and, and and that crew back then. Um, you know, I also used to follow uh, uh, Minnesota quite quite uh, closely because of the uh, the David Dixon connection. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I, I I do like the game, but I just don't really, you know. There's there's so many sports to follow now. Um, it's sort of taken a, it's got it's on the back burner for me. But um, yeah, hey, Super Bowl, no. I won't I won't get to watch it. I'm unfortunately I'm working, but you know I, I still take an interest. And then even though all the all the sound money's on on the Chiefs by from what I've been hearing on on your guys' great show over the last couple of weeks and and, and through the season, um, you know I'll, I'll go with uh, where 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 my uh, my heart lies, and that's with the Forty Nine ers. Pete. Cannot fault your logic. 49ers, 19-15, Christian McCaffrey, MVP. And the good news is, mate, if you're in and out of your truck or whatever today, just have it on SCNZ and at least you'll have the updates from Jared Waitley because they're calling the game for us over there, the team. So the Aussie fellas are over there and our coverage of obviously with Burger Fuel and you go on the draw for that Burger Fuel voucher. Thanks for the call, Pete. Let's let's just uh, come slightly down the country from Whagarei to Auckland, catch up with Calvin. Calvin, who are you tipping? Up in the 49ers, mate. Yes. Okay. I'm going to need a score yeah, line. 49, 49ers, 27-21 with McCaffrey, the MVP. Oh, now, I don't know. Do you watch the sport, Calvin? I mean, it seems to be McCaffrey is a pretty handy player. He runs pretty hard. Yeah, he receives the ball as well, mate. So he'd, he'd be the most yards for them. And, um, I mean, 30 is not the best quarterback. But um, they got him. Calvin, can't fault the logic, mate. Great stuff. Appreciate it. That's Calvin in Auckland. He's in the draw for a, uh, a great little promotion that we've managed to get off the ground here with Burgerfield's Iron Rebel coverage. Uh, Graham's in Wider Upper. Graham, tell me about the Wider Upper American football community. Is there a big one? Wouldn't have a clue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It's just nice to hear every now and then someone else from Wairapa is calling through or texting through. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the biggest population in uh, in New Zealand, but um, but, I'm, but I'm quite sure uh, the bars at Kurupuni Tavern will be chocolate watching it this afternoon. I bet you. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's such a good part of the world. I just, for some reason, I can't picture there being a massive NFL community, but there might be, Graham. I'm sure you've probably got a burger fuel in the 300-kilometre radius somewhere, maybe 500. Graham, who, who do you want, the 49ers or the Chiefs? I'm going 49ers, 37-33, and I'm going with um, what Google tells me, Debo Samuel, their wide receiver, is going to have a good game. <laughs> I love this, Graham. So you say 37-33? To the 49ers, yeah. 
And Debo Samuel, oh, how good! Yeah, he's a, he he is an absolute menace out there, Graham. If you get to if you get to listen to a little bit of it or you hear a bit of it, the only issue is he's one of those guys, and we've all we've all know this this sort of character in Union or League. His he runs so hard that every time he gets the ball, you're terrified he's about to snap himself in half. You know the sort of guy I'm talking about. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exact that's exactly right, Graham. Good to hear from you, mate. Appreciate it. Okay, mate, see ya. There you go. Graham in the wider upper, he's on the 49ers. What else do we have here? You can still call through eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Right. Uh well Ken Ken's not involved. I feel like we've got a club of listeners. and I we they're all dear to my heart. Ken, Ron, and who was the bloke from Friday? Rob. Ken says, totally agree with Ron, would rather watch grass grow. <laughs> Good on you, Ken. Thanks for texting. Uh, Paddy's on the KC Chiefs to win 27-17. MVP will be Mahomes. Yep, sound. Can't call, but 49ers 22-17 and Brock Purdy MVP. Cheers, John. Okay, John, noted. Um, Kelsey MVP, Chiefs 21-14. This is the Taylor Swift Bowl, says Brendan. Good on you, Brendan. Uh, 27-24, yep, Chiefs, that's Laurie. Uh, we've got 31-14 and Mahomes MVP. That's from an unnamed texter. Here's a tip. If you don't put your name on it and you win, there's no way for us to know who won. So just always keep that in mind. Tom's in Auckland. Tomo, who are you tipping? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes for MVP, I'm thinking 30-21. Okay. Um, my interest in the game is that I used to play here in Auckland back in the 80s. Uh, there was only four NFL teams in Auckland. Um, I was the right tackle on the offense. And because we were playing for Henderson Rangers, um, we were green and, and gold. So I instantly became a Packers fan. And we did all oh. right this season, but, but obviously didn't make the Super Bowl. But we were, we were there at the end. We were in the playoffs. So Jordan well, Love's going to be a player for the future. Yeah. That's that's exactly right, Tom. I was about to say, it looks like you at least you looks like you got a quarterback for the future. So that's fantastic, mate. Love it. Love your connection to the game from Auckland there as well. Good on you, Tom. Appreciate it. We'll just bounce straight down to Blair and Lower Hut, shall we? Blair, who are you tipping? How's it going? Yeah, no, I've got uh, the Chiefs twenty-one twenty. Chiefs twenty. Wow, we're going a close game, like a Mahomes drive in the last dying stages or something. I don't know anything about it, but I'll just give that a crack. Yeah. <laughs> Blair, I'm no. gonna, Blair, I'm going to put you down for Mahomes MVP, or, or do you want to go someone else? Yeah. No, I'll go Mahomes. Yeah, he's done it. He's been there before. Been there, done that. Yeah. So we'll go with him. <laughs> sound, sound logic, Blair. Sound logic. Uh, okay. What we're going to do because we're getting now that now the phone lines on fire. We'll go away. We'll come back with Ed, Joey. Thanks for calling, everybody. Anybody that calls automatically in the sweepstake for Burger Fuel vouchers, uh, probably the Texas too. We'll see how generous I'm feeling at the end of the hour. Back in a little bit. And I tell you what, Burger Fuel are good sorts because I've said we're going to run a sweepstake for some vouchers and they've come to the party. Burger Fuel's Iron Rebel here for a limited time. It's our Super Bowl 58 coverage. Thanks to the Iron Rebel from Burger Fuel. Joey's in Auckland. Joey, who are you tipping? Uh, Kansas City and uh, Holmes, 36-26. Uh, um, and it's good, you know, it's, it's their day in the sun. And, uh, you know, I've watched um, a couple of um, Super Bowl finals when the Patriots were playing and that. 
um, Lily, you know, and um, I'm sort of a, a little bit of a fan, you know, but uh, it's, it's good to see good to see that. And um, last but not least, um, thanks for the tip on Saturday um, to get that, uh, that trifecta. Good on you. Um, uh, 0800 Joey, if you uh, ever want to give us a tip, Lily, uh, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I think you did well. I believe you've done well. And, and I had, uh, just the last thing, too, I believe you got an early day today. You, nice yeah, job. that's right. Joey, better than that, we've got early days all week because we've got test cricket coverage. So uh, it's, a, it's a good week to be Louis and Brian and um, Braden, I guess, if he still has a job at the end of the show. Uh, Ed's in Tolaga Bay. Thank you, Joey. Well, Ed used to be in Tolaga Bay. Ja, Ed, who are you tipping and why? Um, well, it brought back memories to me, um, Louis, because back in the 80s of your last caller, who was playing in the 80s, all my mates, they went to play for, I think it was called the South Auckland Raiders, and I even had a trial high school putting on all the gear and running around playing gridiron men. But um, I'm picking um, McCafferty because I watched all his um, college football and he's getting all these runaway tries and good steps. And I want my score to be 34-24 to the 49ers. Thank you, Brad. 34-24 Niners. Now, who did you say was your, your MVP? Um, McCaffrey, the, that, um, oh, the young oh, fellow, some of his tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. some of his, um, college days, I think it was. Man, he could run, and he's got good step. But I've never, Ed, I haven't seen any of the no. later stuff. That's, Ed, that's outstanding work, brother. Appreciate it. And I've got a stack of texts here. We'll get to some of those after this. Oh, loving the text messages that are coming through thick and fast. You know what? Because we're in such a good mood today, because as Joey pointed out, we've got a shorter day on here. We'll let everybody in. Anybody that's texted into the sweepstake for Burger Fuels, Iron Rebel Burger, good on your team. I uh, can't call because I'm at work. Yep, fair enough. You probably got a real job as well. Uh, Kansas City, MVP, Paddy Mahomes. Good on you, Nathan. You sound like a ripper. Uh, 49ers to win 27-21. Sammy Mack as MVP. No idea who that is. Keza. Good on you, Keza. 35-34, KC Chiefs and Mahomes MVP. Dan, love it. I love it. I'm loving it. anyone that says it's going to be a close game. Uh, Dean says, how much is the TAB losing on the 49ers? Mr. Mawadi seems to be pushing the Chiefs at every opportunity. Dean, I would be shocked if the Chiefs weren't a terrible result for the uh, TAB. All the bookies. Surely there's just an avalanche of money on them. And James says, boys, I was over in LA at Christmas. My auntie said she had a friend who could get me some free Rams tickets when they played the Commanders. Got the tickets, expecting the nosebleeds. Walked into the stadium, four rows from the front. I could see their sweat during warm-up. What an experience. Later found out they were 800 USD seats. James, not in a weird way, but could you introduce me to your auntie and her friends? (laughs) Mark Hinton's coming up after 10. Never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. Yeah, so Prince 2007, I think it's uh, commonly regarded as, if not the greatest, one of the greatest Super Bowl halftime performances of all time. 
I don't know if Usher's going to get near Prince today. I wouldn't suspect. It's probably not the same same level of thing. I think it used to be a bigger deal, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show is what I can work out anyway. Uh, Smithy. Mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy's back tomorrow with Test Cricket here on SCNZ. Of course, with McCarty, Coney, Braces, Garth, Bartlett. Good crew, that. So, you'll have Smithy back tomorrow. Until then, it's me till 11. And then we handball across to Jared Waitley in Las Vegas and get into some Super Bowl coverage here on SCNZ, thanks to Burgerfield's Iron Rebel Burger. Right, right now, uh, I want to talk some basketball. And it's been a wee while since we've had Mark Hinton. I think last time we had him on this program, he was um, in a in a shoebox apartment in France. He's back here with his other love now, basketball being the agenda. Although, Mark, it's almost rugby season, isn't it? It's, uh, we're nearly halfway through February, so surely rugby season's knocking on our door. It certainly is. Super Rugby launches Wednesday. That means uh, the season kickoff is less than two weeks away. Um, it's the final round of the preseason. I think the New Zealand teams will play Friday. Chiefs Blues are playing in Takapuna on Friday afternoon. Good luck in this weather. But uh, yes, about to <laughs> kick off. Uh, yeah, it is always a bit in Congress in these late 20 degree temperatures to be thinking rugby. But um, that is the modern world where the season seems to go on forever. It's just bizarre because I've, I've almost lost my sporting compass because we're only a quarter of a way into a test cricket season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a, a kind of a weird juxtaposition when you've got rugby and cricket sort of duelling for our main grounds through February and March. But, yeah, that's the way of the modern world. So it should be fun. And, of course, lots of interest is in there because it's a, it's a new era of, you know, particularly in the men's game of, of New Zealand rugby with a special blacks coach always bringing in um, plenty of interest and probably you could double that when you when you factor in that it's a it's a such a, a personality like Scott Razor Robinson coming in the, to take the rein so you know a, a lot of interest uh, and, and of course super rugby's where where players will sort of stake their claims to be part of Razor's new new era yeah, for sure. I actually want to talk a little bit of Six Nations um, later on in the show this morning, so I'll have to remind myself to do that because that's been highly entertaining a couple of weeks in. But Mark, the reason we thought we'd we'd call in the, the big guns, aka you, this morning was I'm trying to get my head around this breakers position and the breakers in general. The defiant breakers who um, unfortunately yesterday folded uh, to, the, to Melbourne United. Um, now... They have just been scrapping and scrapping and scrapping, fighting. And every team has injury problems throughout the year. But, man, the, the Anthony Lamb uh, Achilles news was just a, the gut punch of all gut punches. Can you can you break it down to me and to everybody listening where the breakers are at now? Is the season technically done or no? And just give us your synopsis on their state, the state of breaker nation. Yeah, they're um, a dreadfully bad luck with... Uh, um Anthony Lamb's uh, ruptured Achilles tendon. Of course, that's a major injury. He's going to be out for probably the best part of a year. Um, um, and in, in a season where pretty much they've had a they've had a main sort of player out injured through the whole year, so a major blow to their chances. But they are very much a chance to sneak into the um, to the top six, which which essentially gets gets them into uh, the expanded playoffs. They have a little thing called a play-in uh, tournament for uh, third, fourth, fifth and sixth and they kind of uh, play out um, a couple of games, sudden death type games to see who uh, who, who makes it through to the uh, 
semi-finals alongside the top two finishers. So they're, they're a chance. Um, they, it's currently sit six, so they're right on that line. Um, with a record of 12 and 14, look, there's basically four teams vying for three spots below the top three of Melbourne, Perth and Tasmania. So um, they're right in the mix. Two games to go. They play, play Brisbane at home on Friday and then Adelaide away on Sunday. Um, if they win Brisbane, they're in. If they beat Brisbane, sorry, if they win that Brisbane game, they're in basically because Brisbane are one of the teams they're, they're duelling with and, and a win over them would, would um, put them on the same uh, record as Brisbane and they've got a, a superior um, sort of points uh, count back top scenario. So um, basically win on Friday night, they're in. And then if they could win again on Sunday, they could improve their placing as high as... Um, as high as fourth, which would be important because then you get a um, a little bit of an advantage in terms of a home play-in or, or a, a sort of a second-chance type play-in game scenario. So um, they're, they're very much in the race. Um, can they win the championship? Um, major doubts without Lamb. Look, you have to say they don't have the firepower to win, to go through and beat the likes of Melbourne and Perth you know, in a, in a series um, when it really mattered. But they could make a little bit of a run. They could, you know, get as far as the semifinals um, with the group they have. You know, Parker Jackson, Cartwright, the little mercurial point guard, one of the best players in the league, just sensational um, speed. Um, also one of the smallest players in the league, probably the smallest. So if you, if you ever sort of have that preconception that basketball's a game for giants, you want to go see the breakers. Yeah. And, Parker Jackson Cartwright, because he is magical to watch, but uh, um, they just lack um, support, really. They lack that. Anthony Lamb was pretty much their second uh, scoring punch, and without him, they're, they're well short of firepower, like on Sunday against Melbourne. They only had eight points off the bench, um, just not enough. Um, you know, and supportive, I guess. You know, a, a, still a solid starting five, but... Um, uh, just not enough sort of scoring punch because of the you know the loss of Lamb. So they, they, they're going to be pushing it, but they could be still in the mix. And when you're in the mix, you're still a chance. So it's a really interesting season. And I've thought about this, and we've actually spoken a lot about this with the Phoenix at the moment, because the Phoenix are kind of, um, well, they're on fire, A, the top of the league. They, they might win the league. And I think there's a bit of a groundswell of support behind them. And then that they're... Giancarlo Italiano said, well, we're not, a, we're not a football country. That's the reality. And you have to win to earn the right to kind of make the mainstream, to be in the consciousness. And they're doing that. And they're starting to build a bit of momentum, I think, with the, the general sporting public here in New Zealand. The Breakers have been one of those teams that we have loved to support because they've been so good. Um, then off the back of last year where they, they went so close to winning it all again and, and adding to their storied history... Uh, I, I think there was probably a lot of people at the start of the year willing to and wanting to get back in behind them. But to me, on the periphery, Mark, it's almost felt like this season's just, every time it's got started, it's kind of, we've got a flat tyre. And it's been quite hard to, as a, a, a fair weather or a casual Breakers fan, support them and be fully invested in Breaker Nation this year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the record suggests that. I mean, 12 and 14, you know, they've lost more than they've won. Um, they've never really been able to get on one of those sort of runs that you talk about that the Phoenix have where they've strung, you know, winning streaks together and got some real momentum. Um, still getting good crowds along to Sparks sort of in, in the sort of five, 6,000 range, which is good for, it, you know, indoor sport. Um, I think it's as high as maybe six, six to seven this year. Um, 
So good, you know, and, and creating really good atmospheres. Um, and Friday nights went over Illawarra, which was, you know, uh, uh, just an absolute thriller, sealed with um, some great plays down the stretch. Just, you know, had had really had a fantastic atmosphere. So still a good buzz around them, but as you say, just ha- they haven't been able to kind of really get any momentum going, and that's because of those injuries. They lost Zyland, Cheekham, Will McDowell-White for long periods. They've had Finn Delaney out as well, and he's still struggling, and it's a, a you know, for sort of former momentum. We know how good Finn Delaney is. He's a, you know, quality player. He's played, played in Europe last year, in Germany, and, you know, performed really well in Bonn. Um, but just hasn't been able to get any, any rhythm and confidence to his game this year. I mean, he was uh, zero points on Sunday in Melbourne, 0 for 5 shooting. They just need more from Finn Delaney. Yeah. You know, it's Tom, Tom Abercrombie's last year, almost certainly. Um, and he's a wee bit of a fading guy now, can, um, just struggling to really con- contribute too much. So they're just, they're just lacking a little bit of depth this year, you know, behind the sort of front five and... And, and all those injuries just haven't enabled them to build, you know, uh, momentum and form. And, of course, Anthony Lamb's departure now just really robs them of that. They would have been a danger team with him there going into into the finals in any position because this is a guy that, you know, played quality rotation minutes for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. He can put up 20, 30 points, you know, without really... Um, breaking a sweat in this league. So um, you miss a guy like that, you know, you really are uh, missing your firepower. But they just have to find a way. They just have to find a way with what they've got. They've got Will McDowell-White, the Aussie playmaker, who's now kind of got a rhythm to his game. Um, Mango Matiang, the, the big centre, um, starting to play better. Young uh, Rastavicius from Lithuania, 21-year-old Dexter, um, had a poor game on Sunday, but uh, has been playing well. So they got some Zyland Cheekham, of course, who's a highlight machine, plays above the rim, just a, a, a athletic phenomenon. Um, so they got some solid pieces, but yeah, just without land, they're just missing that that other scoring thrust that that Parker Jackson can't provide. So um, they're up against it, but um, you know you got a chance while you're in the mix. Yeah, what is the contract? What's Modi Moore's contract like? Is he? Where are we at with him? Because he seemed exasperated at different points throughout the year. And I just, like, I think it's such a good point around Finn Delaney and the kind of New Zealand footprint on this team. I wonder what the roster looks like next year. Obviously, we've got to finish this season first. But as far as the coach, is he here for the foreseeable? Yes, yeah. He's pretty, he's in pretty solid uh, uh, ground there. Good coach, recruits well. Yeah, as you say, um, Probably a bit of a question mark about his use of New Zealand talent. Doesn't really um, mm. embrace, shall we say, Kiwi. You know, um, he's got th- really three Kiwis that play uh, only, that play sort of regular-ish minutes um, for him. And Finn Delaney, Tom Abercrombie and, and Isaiah Leatha, um, who's an important figure in the breakers, a little guard, great defender and, and very capable of knocking down uh, shots from deep. So really only three Kiwis, you know, that, that take the court. So he does rely on his imports and his next stars and, and his Aussie talent. Um, but that's, I guess that's just the NBL, you know. Just, um, um, there just isn't, aren't that many Kiwis really um, able to dominate at, at this level. It's a very high-level league. You know, you've got Shea Illy and... Um, uh, Flynn, Cam- uh, Flynn Cameron over in Melbourne, who are doing some good things. The Webster boys in Perth, you know, also um, particularly Ty, who's a, uh, and, and Hiram Harris, of course, who are, who's, who's now starting at Power Forward for the Perth Wildcats. So 
um, you know, some Kiwis making their mark, but it's a tough league, and, and, and you know, New Zealand basketballers probably have to put their hands up and actually, you know, demand more time, particularly for the breakers and, and the likes of, you know, Dan Fotu, um, not quite been able to do that so far. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 they don't have that Kiwi stamp maybe that they've had in the past with the likes of the Vaconas and Corey Webster and Dylan Boucher and all those sort of guys that used to figure so prominently for them. That, that's that missing ingredient they have at the moment. Yeah, it's quite notable, noticeable, isn't it? It just doesn't, yeah. I, I know what you're saying, Mark. I, I get it. It feels a bit like that from the outside. Just on, on Kiwi Hoops, and we'll let you crack. I'll ask one, one, I've got one thing I want to ask about the NBA, and then we'll let you crack on with your day. But the Tall yeah. Ferns, um, they had a bit of a hammering this morning. They had to play France, so it's kind of, you know, no, <laughs> we, we weren't overly uh, hopeful. Well, I, I certainly wasn't, but um, they've had a, a decent go at the Olympic qualifiers, and, yeah, unfortunately for them... Um, Thirty nine ninety four is probably not a, an overly enjoyable way for it to end. No, and another team dreadfully unlucky with injuries. I mean, but basically their whole starting or top five players, were, excuse me, were all out with injuries. Especially, especially the likes of Charlize Leisure Walker went down with a knee injury, playing for Washington State in college basketball, and Panina Davidson, a very experienced. Um, uh, forward for the Tall Ferns was unable to play either with a calf injury playing in the Australian Women's National League but and, and you throw in another sort of three or four sort of high level senior players who weren't able to play through injury or or other factors um, it was a it was a very young group that went there they only had a an outside shot at it really with the group they had look they went close they lost I think only by two points to Puerto Rico and I think led by one inside the last minute. So they did have a shot. If they had won that game, believe it or not, they would have made it to the Paris Olympics because um, essentially with France qualifying as host, the two ah. other teams were going, to make it, were going to make it from that four-team tournament. And if they'd beaten Puerto Rico, they would have got there. But they'd lost that game by two points. So they actually ended, oh. they got absolutely smashed by China and smashed by France, but did go closer in the one over the weekend um, that really mattered and gave themselves a shot. So you give them credit for that. And obviously, after losing that, playing France last up with nothing on the line um, uh, was a game too far for them. But uh, a, a young group featuring a 16-year-old, two 18-year-olds, um, really hardly any players that had any international experience at all, were always going to be up against it. And unfortunately, it was just bad timing with those injuries. I think with Charlize and Panina and the likes, they would have beaten Puerto Rico and they would have got to to Paris, so a little bit unlucky there for, for our women's basketballers. Yeah, heartbreaking for Guy and the whole program, to be honest. That, to go that close, that sort of injury ward, that is that is terrible. Um, oh, they'll be better for it, and I know that's the, the lens they're taking, like it, to be out there to take on China and France and that sort of setting, it'll it'll do them a world of good, especially the younger players. Mark, hey, um, the, the trade deadline of the NBA was pretty non-eventful, to be honest. I was kind of thinking there were a few teams that were maybe going to push the envelope. They didn't really. It, pro- it probably might surprise a few people the the scene that we've got set in the NBA at the moment. Like the the teams that have been so good for so long are kind of all with the more established stars over the from the last kind of decade and a bit are kind of um, are battling a little bit and looking like they're going to have to find a kick. And it seems to be these kind of the teams that have a bit of youth or new look to them, barring the Celtics and the Nuggets that are, are kind of right at the top of their respective conferences. If you were this far out, 
trying to tip the um, finals teams, could you go past the Celtics and the Nuggets? Because I'm kind of just at that point where I, I just think it'll be the teams with the two most finals experience that will playoffs experience that'll probably go deepest. Yeah, you beat me to it there. I was about to say to you, I you know, as competitive as it is, and, and with that little sniff of the changing of the guard that appears to be there in the NBA, you still can't go past the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets winning through to the um, out of their respective conferences to the final. Nuggets, of course, have Nikola Jokic, who is just a one-man entertainment machine. I just love watching yeah. the Nuggets, just purely <laughs> to watch him, uh, uh, to see a big man with that sort of skill. Um, who, who can jump, you know, could barely clear a, a couple of cigarette papers with his vertical leap and <laughs> just so good and so, you know, excellent with his footwork and his, his passing ability is renowned. I mean, just an incredible player to watch. So you, you both those teams have, a, have amazing starting fives and probably their challenges are uh, how much impact they get off their bench, but... Um, they're both well placed. Denver's 36 and 17 in the West, uh, which is being led by Minnesota at 36 and 16. So Denver's right in in the mix, heading into the All Star break very shortly, um, and well placed to sort of push home and get one of those top seeds, which you'd which you'd bank on for them. And Boston lead the East with 40 and 12, and and, and have established some distance to the chasing Cleveland Cavaliers. If you had them to be second best yeah. team in the East. You're doing well, but you know again that that they're one of those young teams you talk about, Donovan Mitchell and a lot of guys, you know, a lot of young players, really a great supporting cast. They don't really have a, a well, Donovan Mitchell's a great player, but they don't really have that sort of kind of superstar that most of the other top teams have. But they have a great a great sort of uh, team that anyone can contribute on a given day. So um, you know, Milwaukee Bucks, of course, and 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 the Knicks have improved and. Are going great, but battling injury. Um, Philadelphia 76ers, likewise, with their big man Joel Embiid out, are uh, dropping down the standings a bit. And up in the West, um, Minnesota Timberwolves, they actually lead it. Another team that you talk about with this this, this sort of new era, young talent led by you know Ant Edwards, uh, who's who's <laughs> some compare to a fellow by the name of Michael Jordan, just because of his latent athleticism and ability to score the basketball but and, and also in the mix um alongside the nuggets are the la clippers um who have finally kind of figured things out with their um star trio of uh Kawhi leonard paul george and and uh, james harden so um it, it's sort of anybody's game but most nba pundits are thinking boston and denver have that class have that amazing starting five and it's, they're going to be hard to beat in a seven game series you just nailed it. The synopsis is exactly right. It's like it's different and it's quirky, but then when the chips are down, we'll just tip the same teams because we'll have the Celtics, who for the core has been together for so long now, and just adding Drew Holiday like their ultimate plug-and-play guy, and then the Nuggets, the defending champs with pretty much the same roster and just kind of coasting and coasting very well at 36 and 17, as you say. Uh, great synopsis, Mark. Love talking hoops with you, mate. Really, really do appreciate your time. Um, we'll let you crack on for your day, and no doubt. Or oh, do you have a Super Bowl tip? Will you be watching? Are you into your football at all? I am. I love the, I love American football. Just as a, I don't really support one team. I just like it as a sport. As a sport, and also the summer there. Obviously, you want to get on board. But I'm going for the 49ers. Um, my daughter loves Taylor Swift, so she's telling me the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs are going to win. Uh, which is amazing. That whole Taylor Swift connection has just brought a, a whole new level of fans to the sport. 
So um, I guess she'll get as much airtime as you know as Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Christian McCaffrey and so forth uh, in this game. But um, now I'm going for the 49ers. They've been uh, kind of the best team in, in the league the whole year. I'd like to see them finish it off. Kansas City Chiefs have won enough in recent times. The old 49ers, love to see them get back in there. So I'm tipping them to win a, in a close one because those Kansas City Chiefs uh, seem to have a little bit of a destiny about them. So they will be tough to knock off and Patrick Mahomes can certainly make those plays. And just one other point, I think New Zealanders, if, if they weren't paying attention in amongst the few moves that were made on the trade deadline, Stephen Adams to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. 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 Our New Zealand Stephen Adams, who we haven't seen, uh, in, we won't see in the NBA this year. He's recovering from knee surgery and missed most of last year as well. I think when he finally fronts for the Rockets next year, it'll be 21 months or something since he would have played in the NBA. So a lot of uncertainty around what sort of player he's going to be coming back from major knee um, injury and then surgery. But he's going to the Rockets and and really being viewed as a backup centre now. So a bit of a step back and roll for Stephen. But it'll be interesting to see Rockets, so another team with a young cast, a lot of guys who are... You know, they've had a lot of high draft picks in recent times. So a young, exciting team, and they're very much looking to him to be a veteran presence. So uh, Kiwis, hold your breath, because there's not much interest for us in the NBA at the moment, but there will be next year with Stephen Adams. Yeah, back, and, and, and the, guy, the guy he's playing behind, Shingun, is one of the weirdest. Yeah. He's like Jokic light. He's got the strangest body, but he's, he's got unbelievable foot movement, as you say, again, like Jokic, and he's got this touch around yeah. the room. He's... um. He's yeah. a real exciting prospect to watch, Mark. Hey, love chatting, mate. Really, really good stuff. We'll let you crack on. Good on, on you. Cheers. There you go. Mark Hinton. Stuff.co.nz. He's a senior rugby correspondent there. Uh, he covers hoops. He's the, the bloke that probably covers the breakers the best out of anyone in the mainstream. Anyway, he's always there. Um, look, that's not being biased to my other media journalist, uh, sports journalist colleagues, but Mark has been there for a very, very long time and he loves the breakers and he's got a great synopsis of them. Right, a few more ticks. 49ers to win a close one. I'm not greatly familiar with the score lines at the sport, so I'll throw out 26-24. Patrick from Ashburton, copy. Uh, 20, 49ers 31-21. McCaffrey says Pete. Harlem shines, tipping Chiefs 17, 49ers 15, MVP, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah, nah, Patrick Holmes, love it. Uh, happy Super Bowl Monday, Louis. Chiefs win this one, 31-24. Kelsey MVP with two TDs. Cheers, Ryan. Good on you, Rhino. You've won plenty. But we are running a sweepstake, thanks to Burger Fuel. The Iron Rebel Burger is here for a limited time. SENZ Super Bowl 58 coverage brought to you by Burger Fuel's Iron Rebel. Don't stay on the bench. Tackle this limited Time burger. Now, I can tell you, I had one over the weekend. It was delicious. Mm. Delicious. Very, very good. Uh, after this, we might do a little bit of TAB odds. I might throw a multi out. Could review a little bit of racing, potentially. Maybe we just want to keep talking football, Super Bowl. Nah, we want to talk a little bit of racing as well. Ben Strand coming up before the end of the show. It's 26 minutes past 10. You got to know when the whole Smithy's Multi. Know when to walk away and know when to run. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Tom, Tom Sticks, double eight, double three. Did you hear the new college student drinking game? Scull your drink on every Taylor Swift shot on TV. That would be like, I mean, what did, what did we say? Somebody said 11 and a half over under. How many times Taylor Swift comes on TV? And I took the under just. I think she'll be about 10 times on TV. 
but I said it's entirely dependent on how many or how well Travis Kelsey plays. And on that specific subject, I've put together a same-game multi. I don't know if Smithy knows that same-game multis are a thing, but I've put together a same-game multi for the Super Bowl. And if you miss by one leg, I think you get your money back. Pretty sure that's how it works. Right, this is what we got. My official Super Bowl pick. Well, first of all, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey to score one touchdown. Or one plus touchdown. At least a touchdown, I should say. I'm taking Travis Kelsey, one plus. So anytime touchdown scorers, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I'm saying the NFL's going to rig it so Taylor Swift can get on screen and Travis Kelsey is going to have some like offensive pass interference, throw a linebacker to the ground and take a touchdown. I'm going to say that both McCaffrey and uh, Travis Kelsey have a touchdown. I'm going to say that Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Mark Purden, is going to be running for his life at some point. And I think he's going to rush for 20-plus yards. I think Purdy will rush for 20 yards. I reckon he'll move. He'll have to use the pocket. And I reckon he'll start is because the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense has honestly been the best part of their the best weapon all season for them. They have been a defense. I know it sounds weird because of Patrick Mahomes, but the Kansas City defense, their uh, rush rush attack is, well, they will come after Purdy. He's going to have to move. I reckon he's going to end up rushing. And especially when they put so much attention on Kittle and McCaffrey, there might be a chance for him to kind of clear the pocket and carve off some yards. So Travis Kelsey, touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, touchdown. Brock Purdy, 20-plus rush yards. And my official pick. There's no pick at all because I'm taking San Francisco 49ers plus two and a half. I think the 49ers are the best team, but I'm covering myself to say that when Patrick Mahomes leads the team down the field and throw, puts them in t- uh, field goal range with like 15 seconds to go, and the Kansas City Chiefs kick a field goal and win, let's say, 23-21. I'm going plus two and a half to say, I think the 49ers are the best team, but I want to cover myself just a field goal spread, just the two and a half. I just want to cover myself in case Patrick Mahomes does something freakish. So, four legs, plus two and a half 49ers, 20-plus rush yards Brock Purdy, one touchdown McCaffrey, one touchdown, Kelsey. Nine dollars. Come on down. Fill your boots. They, the TAB should boost it. I don't know if they will. I, I mean, I, I already said I, I said earlier that uh, you know Burgerfield should give us vouchers to give away, and they did. I don't know if I could get the TAB. I don't know how far my influence uh, starts and stops. But they should boost this if they if they had you know if they wanted to take me on. Nine dollars. We should boost that to ten dollars. They should just make it double digits. Anyway, R18, gamble responsibly. And um, I've actually talked for too long, so we've run out of time. But, Brayden, chuck your headphones on. Go on. You've been waiting all morning. I don't want to break your little heart. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if listeners remember, but on Friday uh, we had uh, Smithy's Multi, um, and I bravely chose uh, anytime goal scorer Rasmus Hoyland for Manchester United. In the 17th minute this morning, he... Uh, Talk managed- me through it. Uh, it was a it was a corner delivered by Bruno Fernandez. Uh, Harry Maguire headed it back across goal, and uh, Hoyland tapped it in. So not the most pretty goal in the world, but he he scored on the 17th minute, and they eventually won two one against Aston Villa. So that's an important uh, victory for them this season as well. But it also means that Christina has got over the line uh, with the multi, 
Um, so congrats, Christina. How much did she win? Uh, it was just over 500 bucks, I think, so not too bad. So you've tipped Hoyland to score a goal, and he's done that at about $3 something. I've tipped Campionessa to run a place. She's run second behind Legato in the uh, Herbie Dyke Stakes. And Christina's tipped the Phoenix to win. Yeah, and they that, won what, 2-0? 2-0 yeah, uh, against uh, Western United on the weekend. So, yeah, they all came through. So, Chris, that said we were 30%. I actually think we're going pretty good over the last two. Brian, do you agree? I actually think our multis, we would be way up on the $50 bonus bets. Are the other shows making this much money, or is it just us? Well, um, I've been looking at the resulted bets from the weekend and pretty much every other multi that was put together has missed. One one uh, is alive for today, but um, nah. What do they need? Uh, what do they need? They need San Francisco 49ers um, to be leading at half time and the Chiefs to be the eventual winner. Oh, that's not asking for a lot. Uh, $553 was the amount going to Christina. Um, yeah, look. It pays to listen. That's all. That's all I say. And it pays to text as well. Anyway, Ben Strang allegedly is a massive 49ers fan. Thank you, Braden. By the way, thank you, Hoyland. Not thank you, United. No one cares about the result. Just the fact that Ho- Hoyland scored. But thank you, Braden. Well done. And Greg said, "Thank, well done as well." So you get all your pats on the back. Good, very good. And apparently, Braden had one of these burgers yesterday as well. These Iron Rebel burgers. So they're just handing them out to anyone. But that's how generous Burger Feel is. Um, delicious, he, he reported back. Agreed with the meat. It honestly tastes like barbecue brisket. Uh, ben Strang is a 49ers fan, so we're being told. He's also a major cricket nuffy, and he's I think he's the EP of Morning Reports. <laughs> he's got a far more serious job than us. Uh, we're going to get him up after this and uh, <laughs> talk a little bit of 49ers and cricket. Speaking on behalf of Brecky, we haven't won for months. You guys are killing it. <laughs> No, who's texting? Who's texting that? Who's we? Is that you, Rob Dog? Is that be Robbie? That's hilarious. Twenty-two away from eleven. Back soon. Underrated Super Bowl halftime performance. I want to say this is Broncos Seahawks. No, uh, see, yeah, 2014-ish. It's Chili Peppers, Bruno Mars. Way underrated. Just the collab no one knew that they needed. They probably still don't. Anyway, it's Super Bowl day, which is very exciting for everybody that likes sports because it's almost like the Melbourne Cup of uh, American sport, isn't it? It's, even if you don't really care, you kind of have a vested interest. Although allegedly one of our regular contributors who is a fantastic commentator in his own right, he's an extremely sharp journalist, was work at RNZ. Apparently, the mail is that Ben Strang is a major 49ers fan, which I just didn't have on my bingo card. And I don't know why, Ben. I just didn't pick you as a 49ers fan. But is this true? Can we confirm or deny? back to when I was younger I got to go to San Francisco when I was a, a young man and uh, loved it over there and so all of a sudden started supporting all the teams uh, for the, well for the sports that I enjoyed so Golden State Warriors from uh, way back in the Monte Ellis days when they sucked and uh, the 49ers <laughs> back when they also it was it was post Super Bowl runs and, and Montana and stuff uh, when they sort of sucked too so 
Um, yeah, both teams uh, started pretty bad, but um, the 49ers have come good through patches in the last 20 odd years. And uh, I, I, I must admit, I am my my stomach is in knots today. I am so wow. nervous about this game. I uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it, but uh, I'm nervous. So, well, hold on. So you're nervous. Your stomachs are knots. That this is where does does this mean that the 49ers are like what one of your like top top teams where do they rank for you i mean obviously i I can only assume that the black cats would be very very close to the top of the pops but where do the 49ers go on your like seedings of ben's favorite teams it's funny because when i'm watching the black caps i um the the result almost doesn't matter as much to me like i mean i've i've got uh you know a a good mate in the team and i hope that he goes well but uh, i'm not that worried about their result uh but the teams that i really care about liverpool and football uh, okay. The San Francisco 49ers in the NFL, and then uh, uh, the the Golden State Warriors, um, who are obviously pretty trash at the moment. But uh, <laughs> but those teams I actually care about, and so it's good that two of those teams is is playing well at the moment, and and one of them's in the big show right now. Well, yeah, that's right. And you you've had plenty with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, you're in debt at this point. I mean, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> the, the, the run has been that good. I think you can kind of allow them to be going through a different phase, but it will be a very sad day when they trade Steph Curry to the Charlotte Hornets. I'm sure that'll break your heart. Oh, yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. It's one of those, uh, you know, with the Golden State Warriors, everyone thinks you're just on the bandwagon. They're like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you're on the bandwagon. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, usually uh, no one says that about Liverpool. Um, not many people say it about the 49ers, so that's good. Uh, yeah, it's... That would be a sad day, though. His brother's at Charlotte, so he's not going to go there as well. No, not yet. Um, okay, so 49ers. Uh, and actually, need to, we need to talk Devin Conway before you're done. Not that you'd ever, like, not in a bad way, but we just we need to talk a little bit of cricket. But um, 49ers. Okay, so I've been asking you, running a sweepstake with Burgerfield, with this um, behemoth of a new burger they've got, the Iron Rebel. And we've been asking. And I've actually been surprised... I was just under the assumption that everyone that was a casual fan would just say KC Mahomes 27-24 or something like that. There has been more 49ers love than Kansas City love. Really? And the bookies the bookies have got you as favorites. It's just like if this wasn't Mahomes, you could probably feel okay about it. But there's this like this overarching terror like you just have to be terrified about this guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Mahomes is special. He is I mean, he's he's only won two Super Bowls. People are already talking about him as if he is the best player, best quarterback of all time. Uh, just the start that he's had, the way that he commands the game. Uh, you can't, you, you're never safe when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of the opposition team. So I think that's part of it. Uh, the other part of it is that the 49ers have sort of, um, you know, they've groaned their way, if you like. They they just haven't they haven't performed at the level that they did during the regular season, particularly during the playoffs. So um, that's a little bit of it as well. Their defense, uh, they're supposed to have one of the best defenses in football, but they can't seem to stop the rushing game uh, in the postseason. Which is, um, I tell you what, the NFC Championship game against the Lions was a real tough watch on my couch. Yeah, uh, as yeah. their running backs just just did whatever they wanted. Um, so that's that's nervy. The the one positive as a as a forty ers fan is it feels like they like I say with the defense it feels like they haven't performed in two months. Um, they seem due. Um, the uh, the offense has just proved that they can come from behind after all the doubters were saying 
they couldn't do that. They could only play well from in front. So, I mean, that's a nice checkbox if you like. But I tell you what, if, if we could have a Super Bowl where the 49ers get out in front and just hold the lead the whole way, that would be fantastic for my heart rate and uh, and, and something I'd love <laughs> to see. Um, I just don't see it, unfortunately, going that way. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a very difficult contest and the other thing, I've, I mean, I've been looking at all this, um, you know, American sports media, and almost every expert over there is picking the Chiefs. They're going with Mahomes. So very surprised that, that people are going with the 49ers because of that, even though they're favorites. Um, but, of course, yeah. I am, uh, I'm back in the Niners. I'm biased. It's quite a weird one. Like, you're right. It seems to be all of the kind of uh, media personalities or sports sports uh, media personalities in, in America have decided that they can't tip against Mahomes. But for whatever reason, mm. there must be enough sharp money. And the bookies are so good at this very pointy end. Like, the Vegas is so good that you can go back and look at the stats. They very rarely get the totals wrong. They very rarely get the spread wrong when it comes to Super Bowl because they've got so much data for this time of the year. Um, for whatever reason, they just won't budge off the 49ers. I've, I've been waiting to see the, the line swing. It hasn't. So, I don't know. There could be something in it. A complete change of subject, yeah. Ben. I was saying last week after the first test, there isn't a player in any sport right now that's got as much talent and is as good as Devin Conway that needs a score as badly. We just need to see him get some runs. To, we just need him to see get some runs, and we can get the old Dev back. He's just he, he's going through it, isn't he? Yeah, every player goes through it at some point, right? And it's probably exacerbated by the fact that somebody like Kane Williamson has just gone off in the last twelve months with another. 10 test match centuries and so you're thinking well why is uh why is dev not doing the same thing um i think he's i i just don't think he's that far away from from a, a really good score um it's hard to you know figure out exactly um why he he hasn't been performing as well like he had a an eye issue over in bangladesh which has, has come good which is a good thing um so so that's no longer an an issue for him to deal with but i think it's uh I think it's I think he's due and and it will come. I think in that second innings where it looks real tough for him to to eke out what was it thirty six runs or something like that. Mm. Nobody on that pitch seemed to do well except for three batters. You know there was the the yeah. there was Kane, Rachin, and and the one South African player who who put together a score. Everybody else, you know, betting him. Uh, everyone else failed really. They might have got a start, but that was about it. So I think that was quite tricky which means that that was probably a good sign uh, for him to get a start there. Hamilton should be easier on on the batters in, in a lot of ways, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's just around the corner from, from getting back to it. Somebody like him, yeah, you might have a, a rough couple of months, and that's all it is at the moment. It's probably two months of, of some rough scores. Uh, they play a heck of a lot of cricket, so it looks like a lot of scores in a row. Uh, but you know, two months of rough stuff, and then he might be back. He, by the end of the summer, we might be, you know, joking about the fact that we were questioning him. Uh, I think, I think it, you, your sentiment is one hundred percent. Like you just take a guy like that on class, on trust. I just want to see. I just want for him to get a score against South Africa, so he can go into Australia with his tail up. That's all <laughs> I want, Ben. And I want you to, I want you to have the 49ers um, make it nice and easy for you. Thanks for your time today, Ben. No worries. Have a good one. There you go, Ben Strang. Um, he is very sharp journalist, and he's a big 49ers fan. There you go. And big Devin Conway fan, naturally. Uh, any chance you could talk about another sport? Well, did cricket count, or do you want another sport? I could give you one more sport after this.